0: This is episode 39 of the Addiction Solution Podcast. I'm Michelle Dunbar. Mark Sheeran and I will be talking today about how people fully break free from the addiction, treatment, and recovery trap. We're two of the co-authors of the Freedom Model for Addictions, Escape the Treatment and Recovery Trap, and the Freedom Model for the Family. The Freedom Model offers a completely unique approach to addiction, and we offer a real solution that is individual-centered. There are two ways to learn the Freedom Model in private one-on-one classes, and that is at our beautiful private St. Jude retreat, which by the way is open, or through at-home Freedom Model private instruction program, which we do via video conference for those of you who may not be able to travel um, or get to our retreat, or maybe you feel like you don't need that kind of um, care. You can get information about a retreat at SoberForever.net and about the at-home Freedom Model private instruction program at LeaveAddictionBehind.com. You can also find us at TheFreedomModel.org. So today, um, we're going to talk about deprogramming from the addiction disease model and 12-step. And for people that have been to treatment, this is pretty much what you've learned. Well, part of
1: deprogramming is deprogramming from recovery ideology as well for those people that, that uh, you know, the whole idea of recovery as a, as a mass, that's 12-step therapy, you know, all the addiction sort of um, help that, that keeps you tied to that habit. So um, the first thing I would say with um, deprogramming or getting away from that whole recovery ideology is... Get a copy of the Freedom Model. We've spent 31 years um, codifying how to do that, right? Yeah. I mean, it's our life's work. So there's a a way to to move beyond uh, treatment, addiction, and recovery. And probably the simplest path is to read our book. Now, um, this isn't a sales job because the book is free. (laughs) Right. So... Um, it's in, so you can go to thefreedommodel.org uh, forward slash products and put in coupon code FREEDOM100 and you can get a free copy of, of the official deprogramming guide, um, The Freedom Model. Uh, so I think first it would be read the book. Now, if you're not a, the kind of person that's going to read a book, um, we have, well, I don't know, 38, 39 episodes of the podcast. That yes all this things. is episode
0: 39 so we have 38 yeah and we have 23 hours of video
1: yeah now
0: that we just took people through uh, what we call 23 days to freedom
1: yeah
0: um and uh, so so right now is a great time to figure this all out because you can learn it and we thank everybody that that watched the videos we had some great feedback yeah um and um, I, somebody asked today, On online and one of the groups, you know, how long it was asking the question, how long it takes you to deprogram. And um, for me, I I said, well, I think it probably took me the better part of 20 years. Yeah. Uh, You know, but we didn't have a guide. We didn't. We had to build (laughs) (laughs) it.
1: So our our path, both yours and mine, was the, the growing out of that model, starting in the model. Being totally immersed in 12 steps, being totally brainwashed as children, uh, growing up in AA families, and then walking out of that over the course of 20 years by studying it and, and studying thousands of other people that we were helping. Um, so most people, I think, if you've got the book, there's no, there's no time Sorry. signature that you can put on this, and I'll tell you why. What keeps you trapped Is two things: misinformation and um, your beliefs. Yeah, you know what you believe about yourself, what you believe about addiction, which is which is obviously fueled by that misinformation. So, and people process things differently; they're willing to let go of certain things differently. There's uh, first. I want to talk about the allure or the benefits of staying in recovery, and Mm. there would be no recovery. Sort of um, cult-like atmosphere, or cults like AA. Those things wouldn't exist if there wasn't willing participants to be a part of that. And um, it's interesting because in these times, there's there's all kinds of talk about Germany and World War II and Nazism, that sort of thing, and. People say, "Well, how did how did a country get so crazy where they accepted somebody like Adolf Hitler, or how did right. the Russians accept somebody like Stalin that killed 20 million other people?" Right, and mm. and the the way that happens is um, if you if you promise comfort and mm. and recovery promises that they'll fix you, that there's a fix, that there's a way you're broken, and if you go here, there's an insulative sort of a place you can go and hide away from life, and that's really attractive. You yeah. Know? So if you're if you're frightened, and there's a place where you can go and hide, um, it's that's attractive. That there's a real attraction to that. Much like the German people before World War II were were downtrodden, that entire society, and they they were looking towards a savior, right? And Adolf Hitler. So it, it's not that they were stupid. It's not that they were no. dumb. They were misinformed, plus they were fear-ridden and downtrodden, and somebody came along and gave them security. So so it makes sense that when you're beat up by alcohol and drugs and you've had your ass kicked by that royally and you've hurt a bunch of people and you've hurt yourself and maybe you've had overdoses and you know, you've had legal trouble and you're frightened that you're going to lose your kids and family and wife and all these things are bearing down on you, that you know going to meetings and having people say hey i went through the same thing god and it's comforting it is you know it is now it's not a solution right but it's it's a place where you can hide from all of that yeah and it's a it's a huge
0: distraction from having to face it yeah i can you know i can remember when i first went I mean, you and I were raised in it, so so it wasn't so foreign to us. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I'm not sure had I not been raised in it, I probably wouldn't have ever gone. Yeah. You know, but I there was there was, a, there was a part of it I already kind of knew a lot of people, which was good and bad. But I remember when I was told you don't have to go back to college right away. You don't you don't have to Gotta put
1: recovery number one.
0: Recovery's first. You can stay in that dead end job for a while and just be keep it simple. Keep it simple, stupid yeah. <laughs> kiss, yeah. right? And I remember like there was there was a part of me that was like, Oh, that's nice. It was just like it took some pressure off of me for a little yeah, while. It gave
1: you something to focus on. Yeah. That, that wasn't a responsibility. Yes. In life.
0: Yeah. yeah, Yep. stay living with your mom, you yeah. know, but then when there were things that I wanted to do, like, you know, I got involved in a relationship right away, which is a big fat no-no, um, I was like, no, I'm not going to follow that, you right. know what I mean, yeah. so I picked and choose, because that's what they told me I could do, was pick and choose, but that was not really the case. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's right. So so no matter what, really what happens is there. there's only a few type of people that, that go to meetings. There's the type of person that goes in and out and they sort of, they relapse and they become the, the target of the organization. Oh, yeah. Um, then there are the people that go to a couple of meetings and they say, this is insanity, I'm out of here.
0: Yep, right away.
1: And then you have the people that are the gurus that go, they buy in, and they become the power system. Yeah. You know, they become part of that power system. And I became one of those silly people.
0: Me too. And
1: um, and you know, a card-carrying member, sort of
0: thing. And part of that, I think, was because, which is a lot of this happens in politics too, was because our parents were that.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's it's, but you you had mentioned something earlier about um, you know avoiding the responsibility. I watched my mom uh, not be a mother. She had you yeah. know, I was the youngest of twelve kids, so she had twelve children. And I think that it overwhelmed her, obviously, and she just bailed. Yeah. She just bailed. It was her excuse to get out of the marriage, uh, leave her kids. I, I can remember her her um, saying, you know, recovery is number one. Yep. And I remember my... That's take care of me. Yeah, and I remember my sisters uh, being crushed a lot when they needed her during adolescence. You know, yep. daughters need their mothers and my mom not being there. Yeah, you know, Because recovery was number one. I think it just provides... I'm not saying everybody goes through that, but it definitely, definitely has an attraction in that way. Um, and so if you're attracted to that, if you're
0: attracted to sort of um, being... Insulated. Insulated, from yeah. From certain responsibilities that you really don't want to deal with.
1: Yeah, yeah. And if you like to be distracted from... Uh, some of the more difficult parts of life, you can use recovery as as cover for that. And um, boy, that's uh, that's just a powerful motivator. You're going to go in a direction of what you believe is the most beneficial to you. And I'll tell you, avoiding life. Think about... Why, why you drink? In a lot of cases, right. that's why. That's you drink. why you did it, and then exactly, re- and then recovery becomes just a, a
0: mirror image of that. I mean, I, I I had the same experience with my dad. I mean, he he really wasn't. He was definitely more involved with the family when he was drinking, um, but not necessarily in a good way. But he was home a lot more. You know, he was more involved. And once he stopped drinking, it became about you know. His sobriety came first and his career came first. And quite frankly, we didn't see a whole lot of him after he, you know, and, and it was all about being the guru that really attracted him to, yeah. to AA. Um,
1: and then that was passed on down to us, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, and as embarrassing and sad as that is, I'm in a way, I'm glad I immersed myself in the model that hardcore yeah. because I realized the ins and outs of it and how oh, yeah. how absolutely destructive it is yeah. and really how insane uh, the ideas behind it are and where it came from the history and and becoming a, an AA historian was was really a big part of the researches to um, how these cults work yeah. you know and and helping people get out of it so the question we had gotten from from a listener was how long does it take to get out. Um, from under the cult um, and or to deprogram from it. It depends on how deep you are and also yeah. how much you want to hang on. Here's the deal. I, I'm a member of deprogramming sites on Facebook and social media to help people. Um, but what saddens me about those groups is I listen to people cycle between mm. um, 12 Steps then they leave, and then they look for, and they recreate. They look for and recreate. Which we did. Yeah. The very thing they're trying to escape from. Yep, They're looking for this support network because they fundamentally believe in something that's absolutely false, which is a recovery ide- ideology. Here's an idea from recovery, and that is that, that you're weak.
0: That you're weak and that something outside of you will
1: fix you. Yeah. And so when they come into the deprogramming, they don't deprogram.
0: No. They, they just they're looking for a replacement for the meetings.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They don't like the meetings because they do attract just a horrendous amount of gossip and painful stuff and all kinds of abuses of people and power mongering and it's very cult like. So they're they're saying, I want sort of AA light. In some cases, right,
0: right which we tried.
1: Yeah, we did all of this. We tried to, to manipulate meetings and social structures and um, it's it's just bizarre. So what people are trying to to avoid in situations like that, sometimes they just don't know um, is life. Yeah, you know they, they haven't been very good at living for a while and so they're scared that they're gonna fail at it. Yeah. So they look for something that's a distraction.
0: They don't even know it a lot of the times. Well, and, and that's why it's, when you talk about deprogramming, and I said this in my comment, I'm like, it's a, about a whole lot more than believing that you're powerless over alcohol or drugs. Oh God, yeah. it, it's, I mean, when you go into AA, you're already feeling pretty broken, like helpless, you, you're you're pretty down on yourself. Most people are seriously self loathing by the time they to, to get to that point. Yeah. Um, and then you go in and the steps are all about reinforcing that you're powerless and that you're kind of a piece of shit. Yeah. You know, and then that's the reason that so 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 now you're doubling down on this this negative self talk. And when I say it took me twenty years, really what took the longest, you know, I knew I wasn't powerless over alcohol. But I think really what took the longest for me was to know that there was nothing wrong with me. yeah, that that liking intoxication mm. wasn't didn't mean that I was this terribly selfish, horrible person. It just meant that I had a preference for for this particular activity yeah. or feeling. yeah, and um, and so I think that I think that's probably the for me, that was the hardest thing to get past
1: that's that's a good point. I think for me. Because I was, it was, because I was researching it so deeply. Was um, it's so crazy? But I think letting go of the formal sort of book methods,
0: yeah, right? the,
1: the steps themselves. I was so tied to that for so long, yeah, and and then realizing in a big way that the whole the whole twelve step part of passing on this hope. Strength and whatever, oh, yeah.
0: Experience strength and <laughs> yeah, hope. There it is. Thank you. It's
1: been a while. Um, is really a recruitment model. When, yes, when it I is. when I realized when I read working with others and to the family and wives when I read those chapters of the Big Book of AA with the idea that there were recruitment pyramid scheme, I was shocked. You know, I was just shocked because I don't think that I was, I I certainly wasn't trying to do that. Right. But I did it by default by the way they do they inflict oh, yeah. the guilt upon you that it's it's a much like the Jehovah's Witnesses where um you better go out and recruit and the more you recruit the better the ticket to heaven because there's only 144,000 that get there right you know right. so so talk about uh, an amazing fear-based pyramid scheme you don't yeah. get to heaven unless you are a top recruiter which ironically creates more fear because the more members in the religion, right. the more you have to compete against the guy you just recruited. Do you see how it, yeah. it, it engenders a, a compliance? And AA is the same way, and that is you have the hammer of alcohol, which they personify as human. Cunning, baffling, and powerful. Yes, this, And that it has a mind of its own, a disease that has a mind of its own. And that's always hanging over your head. And your only escape is to recruit.
0: Yeah.
1: Y- it's only by serving others in the very specific way that AA teaches, right. which is recruit into AA. Um, and then you get points and you'll stay sober. I-, I mean, it's just so obvious. Yeah. And the fact that I was blind to it. Now, I did. Like you, I grew up in it. So I watched my mom do this. We had strange people at at the house during Christmas and Thanksgiving. Um People I didn't even know. I didn't want to know. I didn't want them to be a part of our yeah, lives. And yeah, they were, they were in the house and they were around me. And that, yeah, we had
0: people live with us. Yeah, like
1: whole families. Yes, live with us. It was very strange. Yeah, yeah. That's that's when you get deep. So I don't know. You know, how long does it take to get out? We keep going back to that. It really depends on the depth in which you're you're involved. And but this is what I know. If you're willing to move on with your life, to really move on and get to a spot where you say, I don't need meetings. I don't, I have no fear.
0: Yeah. I have no fear. That's the key. That's the key to deep. You'll know when you're deprogrammed when you're not fearful anymore about, about, you know, jails, institutions or death. And, and I, it did take me for me, there was always that in the back of my head that, you know, what if my research is wrong. You know what I mean? Like when I, when I decided I would try alcohol again, there was intellectually, I definitely knew that there was not going to be a problem, but there was a weird little anxiety there. It was a weird little, I don't know. It was, I, I, and I can remember saying to my husband after I, we drank at at Brian's wedding, we had the champagne and I can remember saying to my husband, like, the next day, well that wasn't a big deal and he's like, What did you think was gonna happen? Yeah. And I'm like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I nothing. I knew nothing would happen. But I but I had to know, like for certain that nothing would happen. Yeah. <laughs> I like even saying that I feel insane.
1: Well, I think that it's 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 so anticlimactic when you grew up in that model. And yeah, then, and then you have that first drink, and you just don't care,
0: and you're like, "Wow, alcohol's not. First of all, it's not. It's not as great as I remember, and it's not as awful as I remember." Yeah, just it tastes shittier. Yeah, That's <laughs> I don't sure. know. The champagne was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was pretty tasty, but but it wasn't. Yeah, the nothing. There was nothing compelling me. I don't think I drank again for several months, um, and uh, and that was that was pretty much that was pretty much it. So. For deprogramming, I think the number one thing
1: that, obviously read the book, but also it's knowing that uh, almost everything that you read in AA was made up. Yes. It was just simply made up. Uh, The disease concept has remained a concept for 70 years because there is no disease, right? Um, dr- drinking and, uh, or taking drugs is not a disorder. It's not, a, there, it's not sud. That's, that's bullshit.
0: Yeah, there's not a disorder that compels you, just like there isn't a disease that compels you.
1: Right. You're not enslaved. You're not compelled to use. The loss of control is a myth. Um, and, you know, when you really come to grips with this and you understand the research behind it, it becomes so obvious to you yeah when that becomes obvious that you've been running the show your entire life when it comes to this boozing regardless of what you've thought um and that it's all you and that that's good news that you can change it um and you want to change your preference you'll be done with it i mean it's that that's that's the path that it takes but my god if you believe any of what i just mentioned if you believe there's some people that lose control you need to read the book and study it Yes. Because because empirical evidence shows that is simply untrue. Now we've gone through a lot of that research in the 23 days to freedom from addiction campaign we just did on Facebook. Um, you can get uh, there's 25 hours of video on our website at thefreedommodel.org that that describes a lot of this research. Yes. Um, so that's a whole tutorial on the book. So if you're reading a chapter and then you want to see a tutorial on it, go to thefreedommodel.org and uh, slash /23 days and you can actually watch a video on the chapter that you're doing which is they're in really
0: order cool. they're literally in order for the days the days for the most part follow the chapters we did mix it up a little in there towards um like uh the drug effects chapters which are 17 18 19 and 20 so you kind of might have to get in there to see if you look at the the right. titles it'll tell you what what chapter we're doing
1: yeah
0: um but but it's really you want to focus on the first probably three four chapters in the book if you if you really want to know about um, learn for sure that the disease model is is not true
1: yeah you know yeah now what we didn't do is there's an appendice called uh, loss control is a myth um, and the
0: disease model
1: yeah there's two of them yeah there. the brain disease is debunked mm-hmm. there too. Uh, which we did not go over in the 23 days, um, just because it was so research heavy, and and that's a whole course in and of itself. But but I would suggest that you that you go straight to those appendices if you have yep. any any doubts that um, you're losing control. And you know it's funny because almost everybody I've ever talked to teaching this, and I've taught thousands and thousands of people, uh, almost all of them say right out of hand, yeah, th- there's no disease, but then you ask them if they lose control and they say yes, which is the disease model in different clothes. So so they really do believe in the, in the disease model. They just don't know it. They just don't call it that. They're right, right. So so if you believe in loss of control or that you lose control and somehow you fall apart and just dive into explosive use, believe me, uh, that's the disease concept. It's, it's just saying it in a different way. So you have some work to do if
0: yeah. you want
1: to debunk that. Um, but it can be debunked because it's, believe me, the research is there and it's conclusive.
0: Yeah, and I want, I want you to think about something else too. If people genuinely lost control, if people genuinely lost control and are compelled, whether they're compelled to use because they're triggered or whether they're compelled to use once they take the first drink or drug, mm-hmm. then nobody would ever stop, not ever.
1: Right. Steve uses a great, There we, we used it in the book as well, that you would be a drug or alcohol drinking zombie. Yep. A, a drug taking zombie or an alcohol drinking zombie. You would literally drink yourself to death or to pass out stage every single time. Every single time. There would be no deviating from that.
0: And, and so, so when you look at it too, you can look at, there's a, there's a very short appendix. I think it's appendix C. It's alcoholism is not addiction is not chronic oh yeah and it, and it compares it to heart disease and diabetes. diabetes and you know as you look at as you look at the, the the curve of it so to speak you know addiction goes down as a function of age the prevalence of it goes down as a function of age but it's not because everybody's dying right. it's because people are naturally growing out of it right. or, or or changing right Whereas with heart disease and, um,
1: they and are diabetes,
0: chronic. they are chronic. So as people age, more and more people fall into that category. Okay, so and it gets worse. It, it's it's a pretty obvious. It's very stark.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a good little chapter. People are, are always amazed by that. There's there's little nuances in that chapter as well, that that really show that that what they believe about addiction is just bullshit. Um, it hurts so, a lot
0: of people.
1: Yeah, it does. So I, I think that there's, there's a huge amount of information that you can go through. Um, and the other thing is when you get the book, if you go through the table of contents, um, we parsed out the topics. Yes. And a lot of times within a chapter, there's sort of sub-chapters, sub that deal with a very specific issue. And uh, so you can always jump to those issues. Yeah. Uh, and there's hundreds of them throughout the book.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so, yeah. So use the book. Get the book. Um, and also, if you have any questions, if you want to do, uh, do more than what the videos provide, then give us a call. You can have a free class now until May 31st. Um, and do uh, private instruction with us. We would be happy to teach you one-on-one over video conferencing and then uh, and go through each topic with you privately.
0: Yes, yes. Sometimes there are very specific things that people want to deprogram from some some things are easier to figure out than others yeah um and and i the reason it took me so long was because there was so much stuff that was such an integral part of my upbringing um that it, it really did take talking to mark about it talking to different people about it and and figuring out how my belief systems were still in somewhat faulty yeah. Based on the, yeah. the way I grew up. So so if you, you're somebody that that really is like us, it grew up in it or or, you know, you've just been a part of it for a long time. And we we've helped people that were in, you know, in 12 step for 20, 30, 40 years yeah. um, to figure this stuff out. And uh, and, and, it, and it yeah, it can be confusing to say the least. If you're
1: somebody also that's in the de- deprogramming mode already and you're on social media and you're sort of joined onto those groups and you're, and you're struggling, um, you don't have to struggle. If, if you're in a deprogramming group and you find yourself looking for some alternative meetings and things like that, that means that you're still involved in a recovery mindset. And that's fine. Right. I, you know, my job isn't to say that all of that is wrong. It's not wrong or right. It's just, are you satisfied with it? Are you, do you dislike being in fear, right? Mm -hmm. Some people are like, I don't want to live in fear anymore. I don't want to have to go to a meeting. I don't want to have to feel like I need this support. Um, Right. I, I want to feel like I can move, truly move on. If that, that's what I was seeking. That's what Michelle was seeking. And Steve and Ryan and all of us were seeking to be completely free and, um, taken out of this whole recovery mindset. Now you might be somebody that really wants a little bit of that uh, maybe distraction in your life and you want to hang on to certain portions of of the illusion of benefits that these things provide, that sort of thing. That That's not me being condescending. That's the truth. There are people that like having recovery parts in their life. Yeah. Uh, if you're somebody like that, that's fine too. So it doesn't mean you shouldn't read the freedom model and learn more and see if down the line that might change. You might want to yeah, be completely just, free.
0: That, I mean, I guess that's the key too with anything that you're going to learn or try to do. You have to keep an open mind, um, you know, and, and keep really doing that test of the benefits of each option, yep. you know, which we talk about in the book. Yep. So I think that we covered that topic pretty well. If you have questions, look it. We're going to be doing these podcasts weekly. Uh, Pretty much until the country opens back up again. Um, We are here to help. As I said, the retreat is open. Um, It's at a limited capacity. We are still doing, we have a lot of people that take advantage of the free 30-minute private instruction session. Um, We're still offering that. If you want to look into that, you can um, go to leaveaddictionbehind.com. Um, and the number to set that up is right on that site. Um, If you are someone you know is seeking help with a substance use problem, call us, 888-424-2626. You can see us at uh, thefreedommodel.org, soberforever.net, Um, You can see us on our YouTube channel, which if you're looking for that, it's the Freedom Model. If you you just Google the Freedom Model on YouTube or the Freedom Model for Addictions on YouTube, it should be right there for you. The link will be right there. Um, And uh, we're on Facebook. We have three Facebook groups um, that we do. uh, The Freedom Model Moving Beyond Addiction and Recovery and Families Moving Beyond Addiction and Recovery. Um, Digital editions of our books are still available for free. Um, at thefreedommodel.org forward slash products um, type in coupon code freedom 100 for either uh, the bundle which is both the family book and our book um, or freedom 100 for the freedom model for addictions book or family 100 if you just want the family book i think that's it from everyone here at the saint jude retreat and the freedom model we wish you well all
1: right take Until care everybody all right bye